Hey, this is Julie Mullins, co-senior pastor here at Christ Fellowship Church right here in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you for taking time out of your busy week to join us for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. July 4th, everybody. You know, for a lot of people, this is what this weekend is all about. A little grilling, a little chilling in the backyard with family and friends, or maybe some people are going to head to the beach. Maybe you've got plans to set off your own firework extravaganza in your backyard. The legal kind, of course, right? But whatever you got planned, this is all a part of it. But the real meaning of this weekend is celebrating our great nation and the freedoms that we have. Taking time to stop and thank God for the men and women who have sacrificed and are sacrificing their lives so that we can live as free people today. It was back on this very day in 1776 when the founding fathers gathered in Philadelphia to sign the Declaration of Independence. It was a declaration of freedom, freedom from their oppression, freedom from their past, Freedom from things being the way they have been. They were tired of being controlled by Great Britain and her king. Tired of being pushed around, held back. Something had to give. Something had to change. And the Declaration of Independence was the beginning of that change. I was reminded again this week that declarations are powerful. They are proclamations of intent. See, they don't just state what is currently happening, but what can be and what will be. And those men, back in 1776, set into motion certain actions and events that would forever change the course of our world. And it all started with the declaration. As I was praying about this weekend, for you, God put it on my heart that there are some declarations that each one of us need to make. Some of us need to break free from some situations that have been holding us back, weighing us down. Something's got to give. Something has to change. And I believe it can start today with a declaration. See, all through the Bible, we see people making bold declarations that change the course of their lives and the lives of the people all around them. I think of Noah declaring, I'm gonna build a boat. That declaration saved his family. Or Abraham's declaration to leave his homeland and step out and follow God to build a nation. Or Nehemiah's declaration to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem so God's people could live in freedom. Or David, the young shepherd boy, who goes to take lunch to his brothers who are fighting a battle against the Philistines. And and when he shows up, he sees Israel's army cowering in fear and a giant named Goliath standing in a field shouting insults at them and at their God. And and David, when he hears what Goliath is saying, he's like, that's it, (laughs) enough. Something's gotta give, something has to change. And he grabs five stones and his slingshot and he runs towards the giant and he makes this declaration in 1 Samuel. 1745, he says, you come against me with sword and spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, whom you have defied. And today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. Ha, pretty blunt, right? Now the truth is when David made that declaration, Goliath was still standing in front of him. When David made that declaration, nothing had changed. The problem was still right there 
in front of him. But that declaration drove David towards his destiny. That declaration would forecast his future. It would set into motion actions and events that would forever change the course of David's life and the entire nation of Israel. And it all started with a declaration. See, when you and I make declarations of faith, we are actually calling into existence what is not yet. We are speaking faith into what will be. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, why don't you say it with me, wherever you are today, say it out loud. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Think about that for a minute. Faith is being confident in what we are believing God for, having an assurance that even though we cannot see it with physical eyes, we see it with spiritual eyes, as if it is already there. In fact, Jesus said in Mark chapter 11 that mountains would move when we declare it. He says this in verse 23 of Mark 11, he says, assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now notice in the scripture, it doesn't say whoever believes that the mountain will move, but he who believes that what he says will be done. Your words are powerful. Your words that you declare over your life, over your problems, over your future, they have power. So I wonder what declarations you need to make today declarations over your life and, and over your family that will actually forecast your future, declarations that will unlock your destiny. <laughs> See, David wasn't destined to deliver food to his brothers. He wasn't destined just to take care of some sheep on the backside of a mountain somewhere. He was destined to be king. He was destined to lead God's people. And his declaration that day in the middle of the field facing a problem of gigantic proportions, that declaration changed everything. Just like our founding fathers made a declaration of independence, I believe that today we need to make our own declaration of independence to declare freedom from some things so that we can live the life that God is waiting for us. And the first declaration that I believe that we need to make is a declaration of independence from our past. So many people are paralyzed by their past, imprisoned by past mistakes and failures. I mean, their past has actually built a prison around them that they, they don't know how to break free from. And if that's you today, if there's something from your past that's holding on to you, you need to know your past does not define you. What Jesus did on the cross to cancel the penalty of your past actually defines you and makes you new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 declares, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say it with me out loud. The old is gone and the new has come. Think about that. The old is gone and the new has come. What that means is when your life is in Christ, when you have surrendered your life to Jesus and he comes in, he takes away the old. He makes everything new on the inside of you. Your past becomes a point of reference, but not a place of residence. I'm going to say that again so you can write it down. Your past is a point of reference. You can learn from it, but it's not a place of residence. Don't live there. Don't get stuck there. Your past situation doesn't have to determine your future destination. Where you've been doesn't limit where you're going. Some of you need to make a declaration of independence today from your past. Declare freedom from the pain of maybe what somebody said to you or what they did to you. It's been holding on to you and you've been holding on to it. 
Can I tell you, today's the day you need to let it go. You need to break free. It's time to declare, I am not what my past says I am. I am who God says I am. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus, and I am free from my past. Today, I declare with my mouth that the old is gone and the new has come in Jesus' name. It's time to make a declaration of independence from your past. The second declaration that I believe that we need to make is a declaration of independence from fear. For too long, fear, worry, and anxiety have tried to take you out, try to keep you from stepping out into everything God has waiting for you. You're afraid you won't be good enough or you won't be smart enough or fast enough. Maybe you're afraid of what other people might think of you if you fail or mess up so you stay bound up, not able to move into everything that God has waiting for you. Listen, if our founding fathers had let fear control them, we'd be drinking tea and eating crumpets for breakfast today. Whatever a crumpet is, I don't even know. See, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, they had to be dealing with fear. What would happen to them? What would happen to their families? But they were literally, when they signed that declaration, they were signing their death warrant. But they signed it anyway. They didn't let fear control their future. You know, the most common command in the Bible is fear not. Do not be afraid. Do not let fear have a hold on you. Remember, I've told you before that there are over 366 fear not verses in the Bible. One for every day of the year and an extra one for that really bad day. So think about it. Why would God tell us over and over again to not fear? Why is it repeated so often in scripture that it is the most common command? I believe it's because if you listen to fear, you'll never walk in faith. See, fear and faith cannot coexist. You cannot listen to fear and walk in faith at the same time. Fear will actually keep you from your future. It has the power to hold you back from being who God created you to be and doing what God created you to do. Second Timothy 1.7 clearly tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. See, that scripture tells us that fear is a spirit that does not come from God but it comes from your enemy to keep you from your destiny, to hold you back, to try to intimidate you. See, every place that God has ordained you to step out into your calling and your purpose, just expect that a spirit of fear is gonna be waiting on you, yelling at you, trying to get you to turn around and run and hide. Whatever you do, don't listen to it. Listen to what God is speaking over your life. He says, I've chosen you. I've called you to set captives free to open up blinded eyes, to walk in favor and authority. I have blessed your life with purpose and divine destiny. So whatever you do, don't let fear control you. I wonder what fear has been whispering in your ear, trying to intimidate you, maybe hold you back. Hey, listen, it's time for something to change. Something's got to give. How about today on this Independence Day, we declare independence from fear and we walk in bold faith. The third declaration that I believe that we each need to make today is independence over our future. The big, wide open, God-filled future that he's got for you. So coming out of what we all experienced last year, it's caused a lot of people to lose hope in their future. Feels like things may never get back to the way they were. <laughs> that life just seems so hard. And while that may be how you feel, that's not what the word of God says. In 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says that no eye has seen 
and no ear has heard and no mind can even imagine the things that God has prepared for those who love him and you love him. So that verse is for you. And by the way, that verse isn't referring to heaven in the sweet by and by someday when you die, that's going to be great. But that verse is talking about right here, right now, that God has some amazing, incredible, you're not going to believe it moments waiting for you and your family in your future. In fact, Ephesians 3.20 tells us that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power of the Holy Spirit that is working in us. And you may say, well, Todd, I don't know. Things don't look so hopeful right now. Well, you know, when, when Paul wrote that verse, he was actually sitting in a prison again under false accusations, but he was making a declaration with his mouth that God is able to do more than even he could think or ask or imagine. His outward circumstances did not dictate the inward condition of his heart. There was something that superseded his circumstance. And the reason I believe this is so important for us in this season to get a hold of is because if the devil can steal your hope, he can destroy your heart. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. One version of that scripture says, when hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. And I can speak personally on the truth of that scripture, man. There have been times in my life when I felt like the circumstances just seemed hopeless, that, that I didn't know how I was going to make my way through. And on the outside, it didn't seem to be any hope. You ever been there? <laughs> Maybe you're there today. See, when we face situations like that, our enemy will try to get us to believe that all hope is lost, which will either lead to discouragement and despair or to an anxiety about the future. Whenever I find myself in that place, I have to remind myself that I do not walk by sight, I walk by faith. I have to remind myself that God's declaration over me is for I know the plans I have for Todd, declares the Lord, plans to prosper him, not to harm him, to give him a hope and a future. That comes from Jeremiah 29, 11. You could claim that verse too. I have to declare Romans 8, 32. If God is for me, who can stand against me? Who can mess with me? No weapon formed against me is gonna prosper. See, I'm afraid too many of us are giving the devil too much to work with. <laughs> What's coming out of our mouth sounds more like a pity party. Oh, Todd, everything is so difficult. Oh, I've never, I don't know if we're ever going to get through. I, it's never been this bad. I'll never get ahead. And it's just bad. It's bad. Hey, stop declaring that over your life and start declaring the truth of God over your life. Declare, I am gifted. I am chosen. I am an anointed child of God. And my heavenly father has good, good plans for my life, plans to prosper me, plans to bless my family, to bless my business. My children are blessed. My marriage is blessed. My career is blessed. My new career is blessed. I'm blessed with creative ideas and thoughts because I am made in the image of the creator. I want you to know something. As we're declaring this, that is not some power of positive thinking mumbo jumbo. This is not just some self-help sermon. This is about you aligning yourself with the word of God. This is about you aligning your words with the word. And when you do that, when you get in sync with heaven, when you get in step with your creator, when you, it's gonna take you places you've never gone before. You're gonna do some things and see some things that you've never done or seen before. So let's declare freedom over our future and walk in the big life that God has for us.
last declaration I believe we need to make today. When my son Jefferson was little and just learning how to swim, I remember him standing on the side of the pool and me in the pool trying to get him to jump in. I told him, come on, buddy, I'll catch you, I promise. And he would back away, afraid, come close to the edge again, then back away. And what felt like forever, he finally jumped in. And when he did, what did I do? Well, as any good dad, I backed away and let him figure it out. No, I didn't. I caught him, of course. And once he realized how awesome it was, he just started saying, let's do it again, do it again. He knew he could trust me to catch him. In fact, while he was learning to swim, he was completely depending on me. See, I knew how to swim. I knew how to teach him what he did not know, how to get across to the other side. So he had to depend on me. When we talk about independence, that doesn't apply to God. We must remain fully dependent on him. He's the one that will catch us when we jump, teach us what we don't know, and help us get across to the other side. But just like Jefferson would have to completely rely on me when he was learning to swim, we have to learn to completely rely on Jesus, to keep our eyes on Jesus, focused on him. So that last declaration I believe we need to make is actually a declaration of dependence. When the founding fathers made their declaration of independence, it was never a declaration of independence from God. Many of us are familiar with the opening words of the Declaration of Independence, right? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are, once you say it with me out loud, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now that's at the beginning, but the very last words of that same document read, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, capitalized, meaning God, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. They were declaring in that declaration their complete reliance on God and their commitments and interdependence on each other. That's very significant because in our American culture, we have glorified and idolized the spirit of individualism. I mean, we take pride being a self-made man or self-made woman. I don't need anybody. I'm pulling myself up by my own bootstraps, whatever that means. But individualism is not a biblical concept. Individualism is not God's plan for our lives. See, God planned for us first to be dependent on him and second, interdependent on each other. So I believe on this Independence Day, we need to make a declaration of dependence on God and a declaration of interdependence on each other. Let me explain what I mean. First, our dependence on God. What I mean by that is that we're gonna recognize and remind ourselves that we are depending every way on God, every day of our life, for him to be our source and our strength, that we are relying on his grace alone, not trying to make it on our own, that we are gonna fully trust him, like it says in Proverbs chapter three, that we're not gonna lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways, we're gonna acknowledge him as Lord over our lives so that he can direct our paths. See, we know that he knows what's best for us and we remain dependent on him. And secondly, we live interdependent on each other. Now, not codependent, but interdependent. That means that God actually created us to help each other out, to pray for each other, to serve each other, to help carry one another's burdens. Romans chapter one, verse 12, the apostle Paul says, I want us to help each other out with the faith that we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. 
There are going to be times when your faith is weak and God actually set it up for me to help you. And then there's going to be times when my faith is weak and God wants you to help me. Times you're going to have to help me get to the other side and times that I'm going to help you. That's the way God planned it for our lives, for his people. So let me ask you today, what declaration do you need to make? First, in the area of independence, what do you need to break free from? Maybe it's a declaration of independence from your past. And every time your past starts screaming at you, you need to declare, I am a new creation in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. Or maybe today you need to declare freedom from fear and worry. It cannot, it will not have a hold on you. You need to declare, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. What declaration of independence do you need to personally make? Second, I want all of us to make a renewed declaration of interdependence, that we're gonna be there for each other, that we're gonna stand with our brothers and our sisters in Christ, our spiritual family, and that we're gonna care for those who are hurting, we're gonna pray for those who are weak, we're gonna let our faith help each other out. And the way we do that is by taking time to serve somebody this week, slowing down long enough to talk with somebody and pray with somebody in need. God wants to use you this week to help somebody jump in and swim to the other side. And last, I want us all to make a renewed declaration of dependence on God. No matter where you are on your spiritual journey, all of us can learn to trust God more, to relinquish more of our lives into his hands, to trust him with our future. And if you're anything like me, you probably like to take the reins back in your own hands, right? To be in control. But declaring our dependence on God reminds us that really only He is the one that's in control. And so we just give Him full control of our lives today and every day. And some of you here today maybe need to make this last declaration even a little more personal. You need to give Jesus full control of your life. You need to ask Him to step into your life to make everything new on the inside. See, the only way that you can experience true freedom and the life and the hope that we've been talking about is when you are in right relationship with Jesus. If you don't have that personal relationship or maybe that relationship isn't where it needs to be, I'm gonna lead you in a prayer in just a moment on this Independence Day, declaring your dependence and your faith in Jesus. Would you pray with me right where you are? Father God, we wanna thank you today on this July 4th weekend uh, for our nation, for this country that we celebrate, for the freedom that we have, for the men and women who have sacrificed through the years that are even sacrificing today so that we can remain free. We give thanks in Jesus' name. And we know, Lord, that all of this started with a declaration of what could be. And that this weekend, we're gonna make some declarations ourselves. Right where you are, what declaration of independence, declaration of freedom do you need to personally make? Free from your past. You know that Jesus has taken care of that. Free from some pain of something that's happened to you. Right where you are, just make it personal. Say, today I am free. I am free from, and you fill in the blank. As we continue to pray, Lord, together we recognize that you made us for relationships. So we declare our interdependence on each other. We are going to be there for one another. This family of faith that you've brought us into, would you bind our hearts together in unity and oneness, we pray. And today, as each one of us renews our dependence on you, we put our trust in you. We turn control of our lives over to you. We make a declaration of dependence all over again. And if there's an area of your life as we're praying that you need to just turn over to God, something specifically, you need to trust him in. Would you just say, Lord, today I'm trusting you with, and then tell him what it is. Make it personal.
And as we continue to pray with every head bowed, if you're here today and you want that personal relationship with Jesus that I was just talking about, you wanted to step in and make everything new on the inside of you, this last prayer is for you. I'm gonna lead you in this prayer. And if you would say, Todd, include me in this last prayer that Jesus would come into my life and he would fill me with his hope and his grace. If that's you today, right where you are, would you just raise your hand up wherever you are? You're declaring this prayer is for me. Yeah, that's it, hold it up high. And we're gonna all pray this prayer out loud, but those with your hands up, this is your prayer. So pray this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for coming into and making everything new. And making everything new. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Make me a new creation. Make me a new creation. Fill me with your hope and life. Fill me with your hope and life. And I will follow you. And I'll follow you. The best I know how. The best I know for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you help me thank God today for all those that made that decision? Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and then select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, just make sure that you subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to all of you who so generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's really because of you that everything we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.